Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi there, welcome to the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm Ashley Caston. Thanks for being here. We are going to talk about being content today and what that looks like for a mama um, and you know, just being content in the season that you are in. But before we dive into that, I wanted to share a couple of exciting things. Um, over at thepurposeofmotherhood.com, there is a webinar live and ready for you. You guys all have access to it. It's totally free, and it's a 15-minute video all on how to create a stress-free and memorable homeschool routine in your home. And I share three very practical things that we do in our own home that you can do as well, which will bring more fun into the atmosphere, less stress, and um, we'll just kind of take the uh, the weight off of homeschooling. I'd like to simplify it. That's what we do with our homeschooling here. We simplify it down to the meaty things that I really want my kids to have, and we add in um, things that help us create memories and connect with one another and have fun, but without it being overwhelming. So. Sign up for that. If you RSVP for it, the link um, or the video will be sent right to your email. You can watch it anytime you'd like to. And then the second thing I wanted to mention was something very exciting because it means we are getting closer and closer to launch day. I am officially starting opening up the um, uh, opening up the link to join my launch team. So you guys all have access that, to that as well. And I certainly do need your help. I'm not a big social media influencer. I've talked about this before on a previous, previous podcast. I have always solely relied on the Lord and a lot of prayer and good friends around me to help, um, get the word out there about any, um, anything I'm launching, whether it's a book or a podcast or a website, that kind of thing. And so, with this new book coming up, Because She Prayed is the name of it, and it's a mother's guide to powerfully and purposefully praying for your children. Um, I know that there is such a huge need for this for us mamas just to have a guide to how to pray for our children and um, the message of just the importance of why that's even important to pray for our kids. The enemy wants us to turn our heads away from that and to be distracted from that purpose. And it is my goal to not let that happen and to get this into as many hands as I can of the mama that needs, that desperately needs that guide. How do, where do I even start? I wish there was just um, something that I could flip open and have verses that I could just declare at night, you know, over, over their little heads and um, prayers that I could pray with them. And that's what this book is. So would you help me launch that? I would love that for you to be a part of this team. Um, we will do some kind of special fun events and um, you'll get a sneak peek at the book before it's even out. You'll get to help with some, um, you know, different things that maybe I want some input on, whether it's cover design or, you know, those kind of things. So if you go to thepurposeofmotherhood.com, there is under the events tab or right on the homepage, you see under events, there's an event for um, the uh, 
uh, book launch team and you can put your email in there and then that'll put you on the email list so you will be connected you'll find out about all of that and you will you will have an in so um, jump in there I'll probably keep that open for the next couple of weeks and then I will close it so all right so here we go let's talk about being content um, so recently I don't know if you you if you are in kind of the housing market, maybe if you're a real estate agent or if you yourself are selling or buying, you've probably noticed that the market is crazy right now, right? All over. I know here our house price has gone up tremendously, um, which is not very helpful unless you were going to sell and, you know, sit around for a while and wait for the market to change and go down. Because if you sell your house right now, you know, you're also buying a house that's a lot higher. You know, the house, the, the prices have risen. So, um you might make a lot on your house, but you're going to put it right that you're going to put it right back in another house, probably the similar size as yours. So, um, my husband and I have been talking recently about you know kind of where we're at in our home and whether or not we want to buy and sell. And something I don't know what it was, but a few weeks ago, all of a sudden we just hit this point where we're like, yeah, we've got to do it. This is house is not big enough for us. Yeah, you you know like we had totally talked ourselves into it. And we're saying, yeah, we, we need to jump into this crazy market. I mean, look at how high our, our house is. Look at what it's worth. I mean, maybe we could find something, you know, if we go a city over, maybe the house prices aren't as much. I mean, we went into this whole thing, right? And he was contacting the real estate agent and everything. Um, and the more we talked about it, the more of an unsettled feeling I started to have about it. And this is discernment. This is actually exactly what I just wrote about um, in the last chapter of the book that I just finished yesterday um, was on discernment, praying for children for discernment. So this was like fresh in my head, this, you know, what discernment feels like and what it looks like, what is discernment. And really it's those um, kind of promptings from the spirit where we are uh, able to see right from wrong, but it's not necessarily a, evil from a holy thing, right? I'm, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, okay, clearly this is sin and this is not sin, but it's just, this is not right for me, but this is. And I started to have that feeling of, oh, I don't think this is coming from the right place. I don't think this is the Lord telling us to move. And at the heart of it, really, it was starting to, um, this, it was like kind of this root of discontentment started to take place in our hearts. And discontentment is so sneaky like that. It comes up on you, I feel like, and all of a sudden starts making, it makes you feel so unsettled in the place that you are in. It makes you even kind of maybe come bitter towards it or just frustrated with it. And it tells you that the next season is what's going to satisfy this, that you will be eternally happy in, right? <laughs> if, if you could just get here, then you would never need another move again. If you could just make this amount of money, you would never need another raise again, right? It's, there's always something on the other side. Um, but at the heart of it, that's what all it is. It's a lie that discontentment creates in your mind to get you focused on the next thing. And so I realized that that's what was happening with us. It wasn't that the Lord was prompting us to move. It's not that the Lord was saying, hey, you know, it's time. Um, but it was all of a sudden this, well, you know, actually, I'd like a little more space. And yeah, if I had this, then I'd be truly happy. Whereas in reality, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the house that we live in now. In fact, we have so many blessings in the house that we live in. Um, 
would I like more room? Absolutely. Would I love a homeschool room that I could shut the doors on and that would be totally devoted to homeschool stuff and I could close the doors at the end of the day and ignore it? Absolutely. But you know what? My kitchen table works just fine right now. Would I love for my girls all to be in one big bedroom and to have their own little twin beds all lined up in a row like a perfect Pinterest picture? Absolutely. But you know what? They're just fine in the one bedroom that they're in now. Even though it's small, they make it work and they don't complain. <laughs> I'm the one complaining, right? They're not even complaining about it. Um, and that's really like there was, I had this list of all of these reasons, all these, you know, um, yeah, reasons that, that a bigger house would be better for us. And when I really took a good look at it, I was going, you know what, though, I don't feel like. We really have it bad where we're, I don't, I don't feel like I'm really lacking in these areas so much where we're at. Sure, a homeschool room would be nice, but I remember praying for this house and how delighted I was and thinking that there was so much natural light in our kitchen and our dining room and how perfect that would be to homeschool the kids at. But yeah, here I am homeschooling my kids at the kitchen table that I prayed for, right? Right outside this window thinking, oh man, I really wish I had that room to put them in. Just, that is just proof that we will constantly be on that cycle of discontentment and longing for more if we don't do something about it. So obviously we did not go through with it and put our house on the market. Um, and not to say that, you know, if the Lord told us to, we absolutely would. But I had, I knew in my spirit that that was not the case, that it was just me kind of hoping and longing for more and that the Lord was whispering to my spirit, be content be content. I have blessed you so much where you're at, but if you continue to live in discontentment, you will never see the blessings around you. So what about you? Do you ever feel that way? Like you've lost sight of the blessings around you. You've lost sight of the season that God has you in and you're almost not even sure how to get back to that place of being content because you've done so much grumbling or maybe you've just been in um, a place where you've just been kind of really un thankful or feeling sorry for yourself. I know a lot of us have been there. Maybe you're wanting your kids to be a certain age and you're so tired of changing diapers and so tired of dealing with temper tantrums and never having a break or not being able to take the big vacations you want to or just being exhausted and not getting sleep at night, right? Or maybe you are wanting more income. That's a huge one for us. Once we make this amount, then we'll be happy. Once we make this amount, then we will have free, you know, some uh, freedom in our budget and we'll be able to take more trips. Or once I make this amount, we'll be able to pay off the debt. That's never going to end, right? Because I've seen it and I'm sure you have too. Anytime we go up in income, guess what? Discontentment comes knocking at the door. And all of a sudden, oh, well, now here's a new place that you need to get to because now you're taking up this income with other things. I mean, sure, now your kids are able to do dance lessons and they weren't before, but that's no longer enough because you'd also like to be able to um, be putting away, you know, X amount a month for vacations or for weddings or all these different things. Or maybe you're wanting a new job for either for yourself or for your spouse. And it just always seems like, you know, after a couple of years, you start getting discontent again and, and wanting something different. Wanting to be able to vacation. That is 100% me all the time. <laughs> In fact, I've 
found ways for us to be able to take smaller vacations throughout the years, like where we um, will kind of just do one or two nights here and there just to satisfy that vacation urge because I love to travel and to make memories and to vacation. That's absolutely where I would spend my money every single time. If we have extra, I'm like, let's take a vacation. Um, but that even can, we can become discontent where we're at and think, oh, but I would like a nicer vacation. I don't want to just do a one or two night. I want to do a 10 day stay in Bermuda, you know, or wanting a new car, wanting a bigger house, all these things. I could go on and on and on, but at the heart of all of that, it's this place of being unsatisfied where the Lord has placed us. It's almost like we're telling him, God, this just isn't enough enough for me anymore, you know? And so when we look at the Bible, we get a better picture of what God has for us and what he desires for our attitude to be. I mean, he knows what we face. He knows that it's real, that discontentment is very sneaky and just comes in, but he's got a better plan for us, but we've got to align ourselves with his word so that we can line up with that and get our hearts in the right place so that we can live in the fullness that he has for us. So there's a couple passages that I want to read to you just on discontentment, but they're, they're so good. I couldn't pick between the two because they're both just so good. And the first one is in Philippians. It's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. It says, now that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned, or I'm sorry, not that I'm speaking, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound and any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That last part, we probably all have quoted at one point or another and probably didn't even know what it was connected to. When he's saying, I can do all things, he's saying, this is, this is not impossible for us to be content in need, to be content in hunger, to be content um, living as the poor. It's not impossible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because with his eyes and his vision, I can learn to be content. It's the secret. He calls it the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. The secret is to, um, to be content. Okay. And then in first Timothy six, six through 12, It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm going to say that again. Godliness with contentment, not or godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. We forget that easily, don't we? But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee from these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the external life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So here again, we see this message of running from worldly things and from 
this discontentment that makes us want more. We want more money. We want more fame. We want more power. Run from that. Flee from that. And instead, be content. I love this part where it says, um, but if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. That right there. Can we get to that place where we are content if we have just food and clothing? That's really hard to think, isn't it? That if everything else was stripped away, but our our kids were fed and our kids were clothed, would we be able to be content? And if not, then where are our hearts? Are our hearts set on earthly things, on treasures of this world, where they're not supposed to stay? You know, we need to fix our eyes on the things of heaven, the things that cannot get taken away, like righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. So how do we do this? How do we remain content in a world that pushes discontentment, that tells us we always need more and tells us that we have to have better things? Well, we become okay with having less and we start to treasure the richness of the Lord in our own homes. And this is something that we have to pray about too. God, give me eyes for the richness, for the treasure that you have placed in my home in my children and in our time together. Help me to see uh, your spirit and your blessing here. Help me to see those little hearts that you've placed in my care and truly treasure them and not try to rush through these seasons. Um, Help me to have a vision for my home where I see these gifts as the greatest ones and not the car that we drive, not the clothing that my kids wear, not whatever I see on Instagram that I think I have to have now. Help me to treasure the love that we have for one another, the times of great converse, deep conversation. Help me to treasure the times I see my children growing spiritually and, and grasping who you are even more. Um, help me to treasure the prayer that happens in our home or the times that we worship you and sing to you. What about the times that God provides for your family? How many times have you seen God come in and provide in a miraculous way and you get so much joy from it, but very quickly you turn around and that wasn't enough, right? You're looking for the next thing. But how do we, how do we treasure those, those things, those miracles, those, the times that the Lord provided for us when we go back and we start recounting those times? Um, going back to the stories of maybe when you, you were first married and um, you were struggling financially and the Lord provided or, you know, you'll have your own stories that you can think back to. But um, the more that we, we think on those things, the greater sense of contentment we will have. So ask the Lord to help you tr- to treasure the richness of him in your home. We have to also start slowing down and savoring the moments with our children, realizing that what's ahead will never quench a discontented heart. That is such a lie from the enemy that he tells us that what is ahead is going to be everything you need. And so if you can just get there, then you will be happy. Well, the only thing that's truly going to fill those places in our heart is the Lord. And the longer that we put discontentment in that place where he should be, the, the more unsatisfied we will become and we will constantly be saying, when, when I, when I, if only I fill in the blank, right? But when we realize that what's ahead is never going to quench that, it was never meant to quench that, we can start being satisfied where we are at and we can start savoring the moments with our family in the season that we are in. So even if your kids are at the very young ages, and please, I 
please know that I understand how hard that is. Um, when you have very little ones, I mean, we still have little ones in our home. The youngest being, um, she just turned a year in June. Um, but then of course I have my 10 year old. And so we're in this kind of different season where yes, I have little ones, but I also have older ones that can help out. And so that does make a huge difference. But I remember when, you know, I had Paisley and Tenley and they were both very little and my husband was working at that point out of town a lot and he would be gone for the week. And that was extremely hard for me to be content in that season because I felt so worn down and so tired. Of course, looking back now, though, I can see the sweetness in that moment. Isn't that funny how we look back and we, we kind of forget how hard it was and we just think, oh, but they were so little. Oh, and I remember like, you know, reading to them and holding their little hands. And yes, I was tired, but oh my goodness, I just wish I could go back. How many times do we say that, right? Oh, I wish I could go back to when they were babies. Well, if we get a heart of contentment, we will start savoring those moments now with our kids and realizing that we are going to look back at this one day and see this as our greatest season ever. I know that's hard to believe when you are changing diapers and you are up to your elbows in just mess and crying and tantrums and everything, right? All the non-glorious things of motherhood, but one day we will say that. So we have to just stop ourselves now stop trying to look ahead look around the corner and go what's next what's next and we have to start saying what's here in front of me what has the lord blessed me with here and how can i steward my time well how can i steward my home well and how can i make this place um, a beautiful home where the spirit is welcome and where um, we can just unite as a family and then we just need to be Again, being grateful while watching our tongues. This is really important. It's a hard one to do, but we've got to make sure that our tongues are aligning with gratefulness, that we are not complaining and we are not um, having conversations revolving around, um, you know, discontentment. That we've, we've got to make sure that we are constantly praising and thanking, give thanks in all things, right? Um, and everything give thanks is what the um, scripture says. And so, even if you are in a place where you are wanting more financially or you you know, are looking ahead to when your kids are older, start giving thanks now because it's going to change your heart. Your heart has no choice but to follow your mouth when you start declaring things like that. I am thankful for this house. I'm so thankful for the job that my husband has that gives us so much free time. I am so thankful that we always have food on our table. That is not the case for a lot of people. I'm so thankful that my kids are always clothed. I have never once had to send my child outside without shoes on. I am so thankful that I was able to have children. I am so thankful that the Lord has blessed our quiver full of little arrows, right? Um, all of these things will begin to change your heart and your eyes for your family. And what does this do for us? So if we begin to change, allow, allow the Lord to change our heart and to rest in a place of contentment, well, then all of a sudden we see more joy, more peace, more thankfulness in our home. We see that uh, we're no longer striving or constantly looking ahead, but we are enjoying the moments and saying, how can we use today to glorify the Lord? And what can I give thanks to him for today? And this is something very important for our kids to see. 
um, as we begin to model it for them and even thank God out loud, you know, do it as a family together maybe at night and just say, or, you know, can add that into your bedtime routine as you're praying for them. What are you thankful for? Let's tell God, you know, three things that we're thankful for. Um, But as we model that for them, then they will understand what it is to truly be grateful and content in a world that preaches the opposite. Let's pray now as we close. Lord, thank you that you always provide for us, that we never go without God and that we can put our trust in you. Help us to be content, God, wherever there are roots of discontentment starting in our heart. God, would you reveal that to us and remove those, God, that so that we um, can have our vision renewed for uh, what you see in our lives and the blessings that you've put before us wherever we have let roots of unthankfulness take hold God we release those we ask for for your uh, for your forgiveness God help us to be content in every situation and to give thanks God knowing that you always provide for us and that we are blessed beyond measure God if only we have food and clothing God that is enough thank you Lord for who you are Thank you for these precious families. I pray you would bless them this week and that they would find more peace, joy, and thankfulness in their homes as they walk in contentment. In Jesus' name, amen.